This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. We are live from SPC Advance here in Atlanta, Georgia, with Jody Morgan, the CEO of Nexus Circular. How are you, Jody? I'm doing great. Good. Thanks for having me. Great to meet you. It's an honor. And thank you for taking time to be on the show. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get started in this world of sustainable packaging? So I've been in manufacturing for 35 years and I love I love manufacturing. I think it's a great way to provide people with good jobs. You know, normally the industry also provides good benefits and hopefully people can take that back to their homes and to their families and to their communities. The first 20 years, I was in specialty chemicals. Oh, wow. And we worked on a lot of sites that were super fun sites. There's yeah. a better way to put it. Right. And when I Cleaning up. got, yeah. yeah, when I got interviewed for an opportunity where we were doing something more in the ESG space, and I figured out that you could do things that were good for the world <laughs> and also have a good business. Yeah. I decided that if I didn't want to come back in my next life as an aunt, it would be a good time <laughs> to move into something where you could do well and do good. So I never really looked back. Nexus is a company where we take post-use plastic mm-hmm. and convert it back into a form that can be used as a replacement for virgin plastic. And wow. once you see plastic, you kind of can't unsee it. So, <laughs> so for me, it was really just a matter of saying I wanted to stay true to my roots of doing manufacturing, but I wanted to do it in a way where I could feel good about what I got to do every day. Right. That's a common thread in this industry. And in especially in the people on this podcast, they want to do good things for for the world. You know, Paul Novak talks about what's your why? You know, why do you want to be sustainable? Why do you care what happens to the world? You know, can you tell us about your why? I think that, I mean, I'm a liberal (laughs) on the continuum. I'm pretty far over there. And so... Part of my why is, you know, again, going to my roots of, I love manufacturing. Mm -hmm. We can do good and do well. And there's a ripple effect, right? Like if we do well with these types of companies, more and more people will invest, not just their time, but their dollars, and we'll have the opportunity to grow. I agree. And I I fundamentally believe that that plastic is an important product. It lightweights our cars. it, It helps our food stays sustainable for longer and eliminate food waste but we have to figure out a way to deal with it once we've used it for its first life right and um so for me the idea that i can combine all of those things is is just ideal that's awesome you're getting these the the material from other companies mostly how do you set up those partnerships so there's a whole variety of ways so we made a decision early on with Nexus that we were going to focus on using film as our primary feedstock. And so we focus on post-use film, which has a lot to do with packaging and, and, you know, pretty much everywhere you look. The challenge with, with the film is that 
most of the mechanical recyclers have not developed ways to handle it. It's mm-hmm. hard to handle. And so we developed our own technology for being able to do that. And once we figured that out and then could convert that back into a product that could be converted back into plastic, yeah. the film started finding us. Nice. And because <laughs> companies have waste streams with either within their manufacturing or there's organizations like here in Atlanta called Charm that yeah. help mm-hmm. that work with the community to bring in post-use plastic. And we were one of the few people that could actually handle it. Excellent. So the sources of the post-use plastic started to find us. Yeah. There's a big demand for plastics recycling. There really is. Um, and it's growing. Yes. And it's growing. That's good to hear. It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I agree. Hopefully your company can handle this new demand. Yeah. yeah no, we, we've been fortunate for the past four years, I guess we've been commercial. So because people know that we have an ongoing demand and we've been growing and we're continuing to grow and scale, it's sort of like, you know, they tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on. So have you heard of Linda? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's it's helping it's helping us to be able to have more companies that that we can partner with. Yeah. And what's the main material that you're Recycling most of the time. Is it like stretch film, like low density polyethylene? So we bring in, so we we run pyrolysis, which basically means you take this really cool molecule called plastic. So we talk about it like a Lego tower. So you've got this long Lego tower, this high long Lego tower. And all we want to do is break it back down into the individual bricks. You use a little bit of heat. You make sure there's no oxygen so you don't burn it. So it's just, Uh just heat. And it just reverses the reaction that formed the plastic in the first place. Super wow. simple, super simple. So there's only certain plastics that you can do this with. And polyethylene, polypropylene, and polystyrene. The good thing about it is that's 60% of the plastics that are produced. <laughs> so it's a huge component of what is out there and available mm-hmm. to find a second life. Good. But if you look at polypropylene and polyethylene, a lot of that comes in a film form. And so typically it's anything from your grocery bags to the the blister packs that you might get your Amazon package in to the wrapping around your bread. Um, Mm -hmm. It's all of those types of film are things that we can use. Excellent. And when it comes out of the process, Mm -hmm. what does it look like? Ah, good question. So, so we take the plastic in and we shred it into little pieces. So think confetti. (laughs) And then we put it into a vessel that heats it up. And that vessel takes those, that shredded plastic, and it actually turns it into oil. And so when it comes out of the process, it looks, looks like cooking oil. Interesting. Um, It has basically that consistency and it looks like corn oil. So like a yellowish, light, pale yellow color. Hmm. And that actually is an alternative to what companies like Shell and Chevron Phillips and Dow and Brascam, they use that product to make plastic. So so literally we take the plastic, we convert it back into the building block. We give it to them. We sell it to them, but we sell it to them. And then they use those building blocks and make plastic all over again. So when we finish with it, it looks like cooking on, like corn on. That's amazing. What are you excited about as a trend in packaging? Have you seen anything that you're like, wow, this is really cool. I'm excited for this. 
You know, I think there's a couple of things that people are becoming aware of mm-hmm. in packaging, which I think is really important. There are some things like multi-layer that are completely fine. If yeah. it's a mixture of polyethylene and polypropylene or different high density or low density polyethylene, that's all fine. When you start to put things in, however, like different types of metal, yeah. which is important because if you want your potato chips mm-hmm. to crunch, they need to be protected from <laughs> which oxygen. Which we do. We, we do. do. We do. 100%. Because <laughs> what's the point otherwise? Right? So we want it to crunch. Well, it's not going to crunch if you got the oxygen going through it. Right. And the oxygen will go through plastic, but it won't go through the metal. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to help people to understand is that's going to make it harder for people to recycle that package. So what do we do to either eliminate it where we can or minimize it? where we can. If it's a really, really thin layer, and there have been a lot of advances to make it a thinner layer, then you can, maybe not at 100% into our feed, but you can start to feed those types of products into the process. Oh, really? That's exciting. So you can can break them down. It's a matter of a combination of how we design the packaging and then how we operate the equipment. Excellent. Yeah. Is your company growing? Are you... Because yeah. with this new demand? No, it's it's been kind of staggering. So I've been with the company for just a year. When I started, we had 25 people. This week, we have 70. <laughs> Next week, we'll have 75. <laughs> and at the end of the year, we'll have over 100. Wonderful. So yeah, we're growing... Um, we're growing at a really good clip. And part of that is because not only are we expanding our facility here in Atlanta, hmm. but we have a number of new plants that we've announced in the U.S. That, oh, we're, yeah. that we're starting to build. Can you tell us where? So we've had we've had two announcements. So one is in Chicago hmm. and the other one is in Texas. Okay. But we'll actually build over the next three to four years. We're looking at five plants wow. in addition to expanding Atlanta. This is great. So, this is good yeah, news. It's a really good, really good, uh, really good traction. We've had really good receptivity yeah. from the market. The product works for our customers. They're able to put it right into their assets. So it works. Uh, They've got a lot of infrastructure that's already set up, mm-hmm. right? So we needed to give them something they could put directly into what they already had. And when it comes out the back end, it's indistinguishable from plastic that's made from fossil fuel. So wow. anybody can use it for anything they want to use it for, just like they would the plastic that's been made for decades. Well, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Like yeah. that's really, really impressive. Yeah. Any other stories you want to talk about or anything else you want to tell us about? You know, I think for me, it's just a really fun time to be a part of this industry. Yeah. We've got a lot of... I agree. Um, yeah. consumer good companies that made you know fantastic pledges about what they were going to be doing as yeah. far as incorporating recycled products into their packaging and, and other ways to reduce their waste streams and and then we've got you know the petrochemical guys saying well if you want it i've got to make a pledge to be able to support <laughs> it right and so they're doing the same thing but for years they really didn't know how they were going to be able to meet these commitments. And now I think we're starting to see a path forward where we can, in fact, change the trajectory. And I can't say that it's going to be simple or easy. Doing something (laughs) new never is, right? What fun would that be? But I just think it's a really fun time to be part of this space. And I'm just really glad that I get to participate in it. I also think that it attracts some of the most 
brilliant people yes. uh, who all just have a shared common goal of there's this challenge of how do we treat these natural resources as if we got a chance to borrow them, not right. that we own them. <laughs> and I like that. And if we borrow them, yeah. then you have to give them back in a form that <laughs> you haven't destroyed the person's gifts <laughs> that they gave to you. And and so because of that, and I think although everyone articulates it differently, we share those that feeling. You get to work with a lot of amazing people who are very, very passionate about what they get to do every day. Yeah. Well said. And I agree 100%. Have you had a favorite moment at this SPC convention so far? One of the things, and this is probably self-serving, I was very excited. You're allowed to do We're that. Giving, uh, <laughs> we're giving a tour tomorrow of yeah. the facility. And apparently our tour was the most requested tour. Yeah. And I could say that that has something to do with me being part of the company, but we all know that's not true, right? <laughs> and so it's really that I think finally people are saying either I want to understand more about advanced recycling, I don't know enough. I know a lot and I want to learn more, or I know nothing, but everybody's talking about it. <laughs> so finally, this idea that in addition to mechanical recycling, which is super important, and reuse, which is really important, there are yeah. other ways to handle these products. And people are trying to better understand it. So I was really, I'm excited about hosting tomorrow, but I was also excited to know that um, there's a lot of people that are interested and want to learn more because I think education yeah. will really help us all to understand how do we positively contribute to the solution. I agree. We have to, we have to explain it to each other. We right? do. We and do. it's one common theme, almost every episode we've recorded here, people say collaboration. That's all everyone's talking about is yep. I got to collaborate with these people. I got to meet this person. This, even though we're competitors in this space, we're joining together for this common good. And so I agree. Well, the reality is there's other people that are obviously working in the same space that, that we are at Nexus, but it's a large enough space <laughs> that we really do believe, you know, the whole rising tides floats all ships. Like there's yeah. plenty of room for all of us to be successful in this space. And I and I really hope that more and more companies are because it's the only way that we're going to get to a solution at the rate that I think is not just possible, but certainly if we if we put the resources all together and there are more and more companies that are doing well and doing good, you know, we can get there more quickly. Yeah. And and we need to. Well, we need to. I mean, if you think about, you know, how much plastic is produced today and realize that, you know, the projections that are, are by what, 2050, it's supposed to go up by four times, almost five times. Wow. And we just don't have enough set up yet for being able to handle what we have, let alone <laughs> that much more. So, you know, the better that that companies like Nexus and, and other companies that are trying to work to find the solution can do, sooner we're going to find a solution to this, yeah. this interesting challenge. I agree. Yeah. Well, we're here to support you and promote this. So thank you and really appreciate your time today. No, thank you so much for bringing me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to be interested in the space. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. 
Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.